Hi friends, welcome to the FBC Zealand Teaching Podcast. We're a local church in Zealand, Michigan, and we desire to know Christ and to make Him known. We invite you into this same journey with us now as we open the scriptures and as we ask God to teach us and to reveal Himself to us in His Word. Thanks for stopping by. Well, good morning. My name is Cameron. Uh, I am our, our one of our pastors here, and I'm uh, one of my favorite things I get to do here is get to hang out with students. Uh, and this morning is a very special morning because it's our graduation Sunday service. And now typically I would have a bunch of students uh, behind me, but we have a lot of graduates here. We have eight, eight graduates that we get to hear, uh, well, seven of them, we get to hear bits and pieces of their story this morning. And one of the things that I, I really believe in, that I believe that God gives us our stories, one of the greatest tools that we have to point other people to Jesus is what Jesus has done in our own lives. And the way that God has grown us and taken us from a place of brokenness and separation from him into a place of healing and restoration and a right relationship with God, a new creation, as scripture says. And so this morning, I'm, I'm, I'm encouraged. All week I've been able to, to have conversations, and, uh, and I'm a talker. I like to talk, if you know me. Uh, I've been talking with students, and I've been hearing their stories, and, and we've been dialoguing about faith and about uh, just growth and, and so many cool things. And there's things that have just, man, I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged for a couple of reasons. One, because I'm excited for this group of students. We're off on the next adventure that they're going on. Maybe it's school, maybe it's the workforce, or, or maybe it's wherever they might be going, wherever God might take from. I'm excited that this group of students is going because they have a firm foundation of their faith, and you'll see this in the stories that we're going to hear. But I'm also encouraged because of the video that you'll see is we're not alone in, in our journey. You'll hear stories of, of people who've come along and, and, and come along t- and during hard times and good times and walked through life with these students. You hear about parents and you'll hear about teachers all the way back to first through third grade of the impact that our, our children's ministry has had on these students. And it's so encouraging to think about that we as a body of believers, as fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, that we are not alone in, in the journey that we're on. And so this morning, as we, as we take a look at this video and hear bits and pieces of their story, I hope that you're encouraged as well. And I would challenge you, if you want to know more, if you want to offer a word of encouragement or word of advice, or just to say, hey, I'm, I'm with you, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a resource for you, find one of these students afterwards and, and encourage them. Because as we all know, this season of life that they are in is very, very unique. There's not many seasons of life where you go from saying, uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I live at home with parents and I have a support system there to, hey, you're, you're independent now and, and you get to figure a lot of this out uh, of what life looks like. And so enc- challenge these students, encourage them, offer them your support because, man, it is an incredible opportunity for them to, to go out into this world and be a picture of the gospel for the people that God brings into their life. So let's take a look at this video and hear their stories. My favorite memory is probably going to the first mission trip. It was um, it was a really good time. It was weird at the beginning of the week, but it was really cool how it ended up turning out at the end of the week. Well, my favorite memory was from 
sophomore year when we went on the winter retreat and I had a blast there with, uh, with some of my best friends that went here. And we just got to hang out and grow in our relationships with each other and with God. One of my favorite mem memories of student ministries is um, World Changers mission trips. Those are so fun. You get to meet new people, you're going around serving others, and it's so much fun. I love those. Uh, this past year at Winter Retreat, uh, Jacob Raymond and I, there's a, there's a path behind the uh, trail, and uh, there's a path behind the place in Allegan we were at. And Jacob, and I, Jacob Raymond and I were walking, and we found these sticks, and it was so cold. We were like, you know what? These sticks will probably just shatter if we just hit it on something. So we f took a stick, and we found a tree, and we barely tapped it, and the thing just shattered everywhere. It was so dumb, but it was so funny. We were laughing for like 10 minutes straight, just out in the middle of the woods. So at school, a group of students put together this uh, event called uh, Encounter, and what it was was a Saturday where students could show up, and the idea was to spend a full 12 hours in prayer and just strengthening our faith and not having an excuse to not have time for God in our lives. So we had a group of like 15 or so of us who spent all day at the school and did some prayer and worship and went out and did events in the community. And it was one of the coolest experiences I've had throughout my whole high school career. I became a Christian when I was seven years old. I actually wanted to get baptized and I came, I saw the baptism and when I came home from church, I told my mom, hey, you know, I want to be baptized. And she said, you have to become a follower of Christ before you can get baptized. And she went through the steps with me and she told me all about how to do it. And then she prayed with me and tucked me in and um, we started planning the baptism. To be honest, I really just wanted to uh, do it as a little seven-year-old because I thought the water would be like warm and stuff. And I realized after what it all really meant because, I mean, my parents kept on talking to me about it and, but yeah, <laughs> that's basically a short way of telling you how I came to Christ. I accepted Jesus in my heart when I was about four years old. My parents explained everything to me and I was like, yeah, I want to I wanna do that. So they, they prayed with me and I accepted Jesus into my heart and then it was kind of just like going through the motions until I was about 14 and then I um, wanted to get baptized and I, my parents explained the whole process to me and what it meant and so I was baptized in Lake Michigan at about the age of 14. I came to know Jesus in the first grade. It was the first year I attended First Baptist. Nate and Danelle Cade were my teachers. Um, and it was after maybe the third and fourth week I was here. I really, I was not an outgoing type. I didn't love going to class, but Danelle made sure that I understood everything. And she pulled me aside and that was when I gave my life to Jesus. I came to know Christ at a very, uh, very early age. Um, I woke up from, you know, bed one one day. Um, I went up to my parents. They were watching a documentary of sorts, and I asked them, "How do I get to heaven?" They 
showed me a couple of verses in the Bible, and I prayed with them. Um, and that is how I came to Christ as my Savior. When I accepted Christ, uh, I did it through Bible Man. They always have that uh, prayer at the end of the each like episode and stuff. I thought that was really cool. And like they tell you to pray along with them, and I prayed along with them. I was so excited. I had to run downstairs and I told my mom. <laughs> when I came to know Christ through my older cousin David, we were actually out in Colorado. He mentioned it to me, um, just kind of like um, what it was to be a Christian. And I remember just talking to him about it and that was really cool. And then from there, we were at a smaller church where my grandpa was a pastor and it was cool to just um, see, like pick up little things over time that he was teaching. And then when we came here, same thing with Pastor Clint, he would be speaking and I'd pick up little things about who we were and who we were supposed to be that I really just, it helped me grow a lot. I decided to follow Jesus when I was really young, I think like five or so, because my parents had raised me up in a home where I saw that all the time and I wanted that in my own life. So I made that decision and I was saved and I've been here pretty much my whole life enjoying the fellowship and community. I've been de definitely grown in faith uh, ever since I came to know him and it's funny it's through the like difficult things that happen is when I like grow closer to him because um, I think that's one of the reasons that he has things happen in our lives is so that we'll go to him. One of the reasons that we go to him is actually the uh, stressful or difficult situations that he puts us in because we'll go to him and become closer with our Heavenly Father and um, we'll realize more and more that He loves us a lot and has reasons and a plan for why we went through all that. Being a follower of Jesus, my life has definitely been impacted. Um, everything is just more connected. I feel a greater relationship with Him and with the church and with my fellow leaders. There's a lot in life that school doesn't teach you. Failure, fear, moving on, changing. They don't teach you that, they teach you the book stuff. And being part of a church, they really teach you how to deal with life itself and not just the workforce and books. So being here, I've learned more about living life and learning than I would have from a teacher. That impacted my faith by strengthening who I am now. And it's really, growing up in this church has morphed me as a person into who I am. And that has really been the foundation of my faith, making it strong. I take a look at everything, you know, topic-wise on, you know, how would God go about this? So, you know, someone does me wrong, you know, what would Jesus do? is usually the question that comes to my mind first now. So since becoming a Christian, um, it's definitely helped me look at things differently, like through mistakes that I've made, because I know for like going through, getting into a car accident um, and stuff like that, like I definitely look at how to handle it differently, because going through school, they. I make I got made fun of a lot for that whole accident situation and and some mistakes that I made, but um, it helped me grow closer 
to God because I knew that He was there for me and that He wasn't He wasn't judging me for what, the mistakes that I made. So it helped me grow closer to Him. I would say for me, it's it's looked different because before I was very secluded and I still am, but now I have a reason to try to reach out to other people, and I, I feel like I have a purpose besides just being here. I, I have a greater calling on my life. Since the beginning of following Jesus, it has become more of a lifelong commitment to me, like, um, I guess trying each day to be a better person than before and trying to help out others in whatever opportunity I have to do that. Uh, something that God has been teaching me is that um, there are things that will happen in my life that I do not want to happen and I'm not planning on, but he has a plan for me and my life and my future and I just need to, uh, he's been teaching me that I need to trust in him and know that he knows what he's doing in all of this and that he'll be with me through it. Something I've learned that has definitely been a huge help to me in my faith is choosing the right friends throughout high school. Um, getting in with the right group and not like letting yourself go to you know false false gods or false things that like will draw your attention and so choosing the right friend group will definitely help you stay focused on your um, fellowship and on your relationship. God is teaching me patience. I, there's a lot I want to do in life and it takes time and I've got a lot of goals. I'm shooting for the sky, but don't know where I'm gonna land. So, kind of putting my trust and waiting for when the right time is, is really what he's teaching me right now. Some of the things that uh, Jesus has uh, shown me and taught me in life is, you know, to be patient. God has definitely been teaching me patience. I have a tendency to rush into situations and just go for it, and I have, God has really been teaching me to just slow down, live day by day, and just acknowledge the things around me. I think lately God's been teaching me a lot about patience and how even though He's always with us and good and listens to our prayers, it's not always the right time for Him to do something in our lives. So He likes to do it at His own pace and it's His plan and not ours in the end. So just got to wait and see what He has in store for that. Um, definitely all of my student ministry leaders uh, have been very impactful. If I ever had any questions, if I was ever confused about anything, if I ever needed like prayer, if I ever needed like anything, I would be able to, I felt so close to all of, all of you guys, I would be able to ask you anything and you would give me an answer and if you didn't know it, you would actually look it up and figure it out for me and that's just, that's I think all of my leaders. I don't know if you wanted one person, but all of my leaders definitely have had a big impact on my faith journey. A person that has really impacted me in my faith and my life is probably my dad. I mean, he's sat us down numerous times at the table to go over devotions and go over prayer requests and anything that we need help with. Every pastor here, I've gotten to learn so much about them and they've learned so much about me and we've kind of created a friendship. 
each pastor has been so instrumental in my upbringing faithfully and just throughout life. Um, but really the most influential person in my life has been my little sister. She's my rock, we're two peas in a pod. I love her so much and she's taught me so much. So somebody, some people who have been impactful in my life would definitely be my mom and dad, for sure. Um, Pastor Cameron, uh, and I know, well, yeah, there's a lot of other people out there, but those are kind of the main ones. Uh, my parents, uh, they impact my life by, well, they put up with me a lot. Well, I keep, Pastor Cameron does too. He puts up with me through all my ups and downs and um, helps me through those, and it, it's a really big help. Um, the person that has been impactful to me most of my life has been uh, my dad. Um, you know, just through talking with him, you know, whenever it's like walking Sophie or I'm in the car with him or, you know, even just being right next to him, you know, he'd teach me good lessons, you know, on life, you know, biblically and not biblically, um, you know, about various topics, you know, you know financial decisions, uh, you know, how the Bible takes a look at things, politics or anything like that been a huge stepping stone in my life. Someone who has been impactful to me would be my dad. He has gone through a lot with both of his rounds of cancer and it's amazing to me how through both those seasons of life he, he was always there for us even if he couldn't be physically around us. My mom and my sister and I, we all knew that dad was there for us and that he's just been a role model in the sense of He's been so strong and so persistent through everything, and that's someone I strive to be my own kids. This year, I had the opportunity to take a class called Discipleship, and it was with a guy named Ray Vanderlaan, and uh, I had a whole semester learning about how to be a better disciple of Jesus, and he inspired me to live every day like it's my last and to um, make an impact on people in any way that I can and live out my faith and no matter what circumstance I'm in. I would like to encourage the church mainly to stay connected in any way that they can. There's community groups, student ministries, there's lots of different ways that you can be in a group and um, you just get so connected with those people and you like deepen your relationship with them and you just end up feeling so open to be able to share anything with them that you may need encouragement to yourself about or prayer and it's just that's the main thing I would encourage the church to. So one of the ways I would encourage younger students to do is get involved with activities, get involved with your youth group, go go on mission go on mission retreats, go on mission trips, have fun and then grow in your relationships with God and your friends. If I could encourage someone in their faith, I would say be you, make your own choices, don't let people influence what you want to do in life. Be your own person and follow your dreams because God has a plan for you and that is your plan. No one else can tell you. How I would encourage um, others in their faith is to um, always look towards Him even through ups and downs, because going through downs, it's sometimes really hard, but um, always look to him for guidance, and um, even going through 
when everything is running perfectly fine, it's like you sometimes think, oh, I don't need him and it's fine. I got everything under control, but you still have to look to him because he's still the one helping you through life. What I challenge um, people around in this community here to do is be um, persistent and consistent into going and being with groups, you know. Don't let life um, or an important things interrupt you between you and community, you know, whether that be in a Bible study or just simply going out and, you know, eating with your brother and sister in Christ. Community will be one of the biggest um, strengths we have in a church, and it is one of the most important things that we can do to help one another, whether we're struggling or we're doing just fine. I would honestly say that there are times, actually most times, it's best to just go all in. Don't don't hold back. We have a tendency, I mean, as humans, we have a tendency to restrain ourselves because we have fear or anxiety about things. And sometimes it's best to just stop waiting and just jump in. If I were to encourage somebody younger than me, I would say it's important to find a good group of friends and a community that you can trust to tell anything to and that will also keep you accountable because if you're with the wrong crowd, they can often lead you astray and it's really difficult to stay on the right path if you don't have other people around you encouraging you to do that. Man, that's pretty powerful, isn't it? If that's not a picture of uh, partnership in the gospel, I don't know what is. You see stories of, of parents, of cousins, of younger siblings, of friends, of uh, leaders in student ministry, all the way down to children's ministry who are, who are pointing these students and we're pointing one another to Jesus. We're pointing each other to the gospel and being the hands and feet of Jesus to one another. And man, I've been so encouraged by that. So I would challenge you, dive deeper, get to know them, offer a word of encouragement, of support, because man, it's, it's pretty cool to see God at work in their lives. And I'm so excited about where, where they're going. So with this time that we have this morning, I wanted to offer a, uh, a bit of advice, a bit of wisdom for this Grad Sunday. With, uh, with the different adventures that these students are, are going on, and many of us might be going into a new season of life. Maybe it's middle school to high school or, or college into the workforce, into your career, or whatever that might be. It could be a job change, whatever it is. I believe that we can all be encouraged and challenged in the scripture. Now, I, uh, this, this season of life with open houses and uh, graduation ceremonies, there's, there's often a gift that is given, um, not, not to you guys uh, today, but there's often a gift given that I've seen a lot where the book, Oh, the Places You Will Go by Dr. Seuss is given as a gift. Has anybody read that book, Oh, the Places You Will Go? Oh, if you haven't read it, it's a fantastic book. I love it. Uh, it's, it's a great story about the unknown. It's about the writer writing to this, this young child, saying the places that you will go. And it paints this beautiful uh, picture and whimsical picture of, of kind of, of life, but also pretty truthful as well. And in this story, the author 
Dr. Seuss talks about, there's gonna be times when you win. And there's gonna be times when you have tons of people on your side, and there's gonna be times when you are just surrounded by support. And there's gonna be times when you don't have support. There's gonna be times where you feel alone. And there's gonna be roads that you choose to go down and then roads that you choose to avoid. And there's gonna be times that are great where you know what you're doing and times where you feel lost. But the challenge that Dr. Seuss gives in his writing is, that, is to keep being persistent. Because it says at the end of the book, kid, you'll move mountains, is what it says. Now, I don't think there's really much of a scriptural connection there, uh, but man, it is a beautiful picture of the unknown. I remember being in this, this similar season of life, uh, graduating high school and thinking like, I don't know what in the world is next for me. I have no idea where I'm going. I, I, I know what college I'm going to, but I don't know what I'm going to major. We were joking earlier where all the questions that you get of, well, what are you going to major in? What are you going to do? What are you going to do in 15 years? And I'd be like, I, I, have, I have no clue. I have no idea what I'm doing. But we're still there. Still wondering what life is going to look like. Still wondering what God has in store for you. Still wondering what he might do in you. And so as I was thinking about, if I were to offer a piece of encouragement or a piece of wisdom or a piece of advice for these graduates and for our our congregation as a whole, what would it be? And I started thinking about what what is something that in my faith has been powerful? And I immediately went to a particular verse that we're going to look at today. Throughout my, uh, I remember when I I first got my car, uh, my mom gave me a little silver plaque with the scripture verse on it, and it had a little sticky, and I, and I put it right in the car, and it, it was the verse coming out of Proverbs 3. And it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understandings. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path, or he will make your path straight, depending on your translation. And I remember thinking, like, that's a great verse, that's very encouraging. So I kept it on my, the, the dash of my car, and I would see it, and I would remember it. And as life got challenging, I would always go back to that verse and think, what, is that, what does that mean for me? What does that mean in my faith? And I remember I got that same thing from my mom. That this one was a gold plaque instead. And it went on the loft of my bed in college. And so I remember walking into my room and always seeing this verse on my loft. And this verse has always stuck with me. And every time I think about it, and every time I challenge into a new season of life or a new adventure that God might take me on, this verse always comes back to me because not only do I think it's incredibly powerful, but man, it is incredibly relevant to every single one of us in this room. If you know the author, it's, it's from Solomon. In all of his wisdom, he's trying to give wisdom to his, to his son. And the beautiful picture about this verse, about trusting in the Lord and leaning in not on your own understanding of, if, if anybody probably had a, a reason to lean on his own understanding, it would be him, would be Solomon. But in his advice to his son, he says, don't, don't lean on your own understandings. Trust the Lord instead. And this picture of trust is not just like, okay, cool, the, I, 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 I think it'll work, right? I hope it'll happen. But no, it's a, it's a complete, utter Submittance. One commentator on this verse talked about this idea of it's the it's the childlike faith that faith that Jesus talks about often in his message. It's a it's a trusting of like I absolutely believe you absolutely I, I know that you're for me I know that you know what's best for me I, and I give all of myself to you. 
to the parents in this room, you, you know that your kids believe you and they trust you, right? And, and they, they, they know that you care deeply about them. And so my challenge to you this morning as you go into this new season of life and you go into this adventure of wherever God has you next is to trust God as if you were to a small child trusting your mom or your dad. And there's going to come a time when your own understandings or your surroundings don't make sense. It could be a conversation that you have with somebody else. You're like, man, I, that seems to go against what I believe. Or that seems to go against what, what Scripture teaches. Or our culture around me just doesn't seem, my faith doesn't seem to fit in the culture that I'm in. Or the, what I'm experiencing or the struggles or the fear or the worry that I'm experiencing doesn't, it doesn't feel, my faith doesn't feel like it used to. And I think in those moments, Solomon's wisdom comes in. When your own understandings don't make sense, when your own understandings, your own way of doing things, your own thinking doesn't make sense, he had the wisdom to say, we have a wisdom that does make sense, and that comes from God. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understandings. And the second part is, in all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. That's a beautiful picture. But it's also a challenge to bring God into every aspect of your life. Maybe it's school. Maybe it's relationships. You're trying to figure out what, what, what spouse you might marry, if, if God has that for you, or what major you might have, or what things you might be involved in. Anything in life, the, call, the, the challenge is to bring God in it. Because when we trust God, when we don't rely on our own understandings, and we invite God and have God in all of our lives, there is a promise that God is with us and will make our path straight. I know in my own life, uh, many times I've, I've, I've struggled with this verse and acting it out and, 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 and making that apparent in my, in my life. But I also found Every single time I've tried to, to rely on my own understandings or, or, or do the plan that I thought I had or, or walk the way that I thought would be best for my life, it often was a, it was a challenge or a struggle. And my hard-headedness would often take longer than, than needed to come back to God and say, God, all right, I, I don't know what I'm doing, but here, I give you my, my life and I'm going to trust the plan that you have for me. And every single time, it's always worked out better than I ever thought it could imagine. So wherever you go, wherever God might have you, whatever people he might place into your life, whether for good or for bad, we have a promise. A promise of his presence and a promise of his guidance if we bring him into our life. At this point, I'm gonna invite our, our worship team back up because I think one of the greatest ways that we can celebrate and encourage these students here is to give glory and honor to the God who is sovereign over us all. That's what it's about this morning. Yes, they've accomplished awesome things, and yes, they've, 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 they've done something that was challenging. But they've done something because there's a God in their life who's been with them. So let's pray together. Lord, we thank you again that you are good. We thank you that you are faithful, and we thank you that you have walked through uh, this journey these students are in. God, and we trust that you will be with them wherever they go. 
Uh, I pray for our congregation that we would continue to, to come around these students, both our high school graduates and our college graduates, um, that we would be the brother and sister in Christ that they need, God. That we would be the, the voice of encouragement and wisdom and support uh, that they need. Because we know that you did not uh, create us to, to do this journey alone. So we thank you that you are good and faithful throughout all generations. And just in your son's name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. We hope that what you heard inspires you to take the next step in your faith. If you have questions about this message or would like more information about our church, we invite you to check out fbczealand.org or call us at 616-772-4377.